So I've been thinking more about the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns thing, and I, I did say in my in previous things that I don't care what the outcome is of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. And I don't know if that was accurate. Because <laughs> I do care very much with how that ended, and it it has left such a bad taste in my mouth. I think the difference, there's a couple of things that are different. If Roman Reigns walked out of WrestleMania last night with a title, I wouldn't care. If it was against Cody Reigns, I, Cody Rhodes, I wouldn't care. I think the difference is the way that Cody Rhodes was packaged and presented and not just given to us, but not forced upon us, but the, us being the fans, we were quite receptive to the whole thing. And I was wondering, based again on how he was booed out of the building in his final few months at AEW, how Cody Rhodes would be received when he came back to WWE. And, you know, huge reaction last year when he made the surprise return at WrestleMania against uh, Seth Rollins. And that was really cool. And then I thought, oh, he's, they're going to get sick of him eventually. They're going to turn on him just like they did in AEW. Um, and maybe it was helpful that he was only around for a couple of months before he got injured. We, you know, Cody was at early April of last year, April 2nd, 3rd, whenever he made his, uh, I can't remember if it was, I think it was WrestleMania Saturday, wasn't it? I don't know. But uh, he made his triumphant return, beat Seth Rollins, went on to have uh, multiple matches with Seth Rollins on uh, various other pay-per-views, and then Hell in a Cell at the beginning of June. They had a great Hell in a Cell match. Cody Rhodes was injured, tore his pectoral, had to be out for the rest of the year, returned in January at the Royal Rumble, won the Royal Rumble, and now he's headed to WrestleMania. My biggest fear was how much they had positioned Sami Zayn to be potentially the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. Uh, And you know what? We went to that uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and they had Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, and Reigns won, and I was kind of surprised at how not disappointed I was. And I think, now I'm looking back, I think it's because I said, well, yeah, Cody Rhodes, and I actually, I'm, I'm good with Cody Rhodes if he's the guy to beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, then they proceeded to give us Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes is out there every week. He's making it personal with Sami Zayn, making it personal with Paul Heyman, making it personal with Roman Reigns. They're making it personal with him. Roman Reigns, the connection with Dusty, how Dusty was his mentor, was, was Roman's mentor and trained him in NXT or OV, I think it was before. Well, it wasn't NXT, but also before that, I think. Um, I think Roman might go back maybe to the OVW days. I'm not sure. But uh, in any event, NXT coming up, coming up through NXT. Uh, yeah, Cody, uh, uh, Dusty was, you know, he was like the main guy at NXT before he died. And, uh, and a lot of those, a lot of the talents that you see today. Yeah. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins and Bailey and Becky Lynch and uh, go on and on are NXT people who trained under the tutelage of Dusty Rhodes. And so it's like, this is like a perfect thing. And Dusty Rhodes never got to main event WrestleMania. Dusty Rhodes never got to be world champion in WWE. It's, it's all like, when you look back now, they, they presented Cody in such a way that he's absolutely winning at WrestleMania. That was, that was the thing. 
And I think a lot of my I don't want Cody to win at WrestleMania is, A, I'm enjoying Roman Reigns so much as the champion, but also not really thinking about, okay, well, if Cody Rhodes loses, then what next? And I'll wait till tonight to see on Monday Night Raw how it goes down. I honestly think that what's next is still just going to be Cody Rhodes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe something else happens with Cody, but I feel like I feel like Cody Rhodes is going to show up on Raw tonight and he's going to be irate. He's going to he's going to it's going to get real emotional. And uh I but oh, here's the thing. Whatever happens tonight on Raw with Cody Rhodes, if he if he wins the title tonight on Monday Night Raw, if he wins the title for Roman Reigns at the next pay-per-view, if he wins the title for Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, I find it hard to envision a scenario where people care more about that victory than they would have if he had been victorious last night. I think that's the that's the bad taste. That's the kind of I don't love that kind of feeling is they had really in a in a short amount of time too. You know, Cody Rhodes came back last year white hot, had a bunch of matches against Seth, white hot, gets injured. That's okay. He's going to come back better than before and he comes back at the Royal Rumble better than before and he wins the Royal Rumble. That's the other thing too. It's like, man, you give these guys, you know, these these guys win the Royal Rumble and then they go on to fucking lose. And I just, I don't know. I just remember the first time somebody won a Royal Rumble and didn't win the title at WrestleMania, and uh, that was Lex Luger. And I really wanted Lex Luger to win the title at WrestleMania, and I wanted the final match at WrestleMania to be Bret Hart versus Lex Luger. Uh, and my understanding was that Lex Luger kind of spilled the beans that that was maybe supposed to happen. And uh, the New York Post, or was it the Daily News? I don't remember. Somebody had uh, posted uh, in, in an article talking about how Lex Luger stated that he was going to become the champion at WrestleMania. And I think Vince saw that and said, oh, well, that's not going to happen now. And so Yokozuna won and then went on later in that night to lose the title to Brett. And Lex Luger never got back to that spot. <laughs> Lex Luger was gone from WWE a year and a half later and never to return again. By the way, put Lex Luger in the Hall of Fame. Come on, man. You didn't do it this year? Fine. Do it next year. Put Lex Luger in the goddamn Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. People like to shit on Lex Luger. And I know that back in those days, he maybe wasn't a great person. Maybe he didn't care how his heart wasn't in the wrestling business as much as, say, a, a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels or some of these other guys. And I understand that. But, like, people loved Lex Luger. <laughs> that Lex Express was like, oh, he's definitely winning the title at SummerSlam 1993. That was 30 freaking years ago. And he and we're gathered on the TV, like, ready for Lex Luger to become the champion. And uh, Lex Luger comes out and has a match with Yokozuna and knocks Yokozuna out of the ring, and he's too big and fat so they can't get him back in the ring. So Lex Luger wins the match by countout and does not win the championship. And everybody comes out, and they carry Lex Luger around on their shoulders, and it's the red, white, and blue, and the confetti. They're celebrating as though Lex Luger had actually done something. He just 
He just won the match and is not going to win the championship because of the rules. You can't win a title, count out a disqualification. And they're carrying him around the ring like he just friggin' won World War II single-handedly. And he's done nothing. There's no title. There's no belt. There's no nothing. And But it was okay because he still had momentum uh, going into the fall. And then I feel like they just proceeded to take the momentum away. But then you get to the Royal Rumble because the stipulation of the Lex Luger-Yokozuna match at SummerSlam was if Lex Luger didn't win the title, win, lose, or draw, if Lex Luger doesn't walk out of SummerSlam as WWE champion, he'll never get another title shot again as long as Yokozuna is champion. The loophole to that is the Royal Rumble. Anybody who wins the Royal Rumble gets to be gets to face the champ at WrestleMania. Lex Luger and Bret Hart were co-winners of the 1994 Royal Rumble, and they both challenged Yokozuna for the title. Lex Luger had the first match, and the winner of that would go on to face Bret Hart. Yokozuna wins. Lex Luger loses by disqualification, <laughs> setting up a feud with Mr. Perfect that would never materialize into anything because Mr. Perfect would leave the WWE again like two weeks later, and that was that. And uh, so, yeah, it was... And, and yeah, Lex Luger... Uh, Lex Luger got his momentum back heading into that Royal Rumble, won the Royal Rumble. Now he's going to WrestleMania. Okay. And then he proceeded to not beat Yokozuna. And you realize, okay, I think that's probably just about it for Lex Luger (laughs) being in the main event of anything. And it was. And he would go on to (laughs) not be in the next pay-per-view, the king of the run. I mean, he made a run-in during a tag team title match nobody cared about. Um wearing these weird skin-tight workout pants that still haunt my dreams to this day. Uh, at SummerSlam, he had it was a good feud with Tatanka, and that's when Tatanka joined the Million Dollar Corporation and turned on Lex Luger. And that really didn't lead to anything. It was a crappy tag team match at Survivor Series. Lex Luger was in you know one of the final four in the Royal Rumble. Uh, and he had a I think they finished that feud with a cage match on like uh, the Wrestle the Road to WrestleMania special that they had on USA. And so they didn't even they didn't even finish that feud on a pay-per-view. And then Lex Luger a year before he was in WrestleMania 10 in uh, in the first half of the main event <laughs> for the world title and now he's uh curtain jerking with the British Bulldog against the uh Blues Brothers Eli and Jacob the wild hillbillies from the mountains <laughs> I, oh, okay yeah i don't think i don't think the lex express is uh, going to be pulling out of the uh, the repair shop anytime soon <laughs> i think that tank as as vince mcmahon said on the day that he purchased wcw the lex express has officially run out of gas and it's it's over now lex luger will go back to wcw in 1995 and he would proceed to be white hot for the next several years he beat Hulk Hogan for the world title on a Monday Nitro episode in 1997 in front of a crowd that erupted when he won that title. Absolutely erupted. And so this notion of like, oh, nobody really cares about Lex Luger. He was never really a draw. Bullshit. He absolutely was. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. Anyways, and I'm not saying Cody Rhodes is in the exact same situation as Lex Luger and Cody Rhodes is going to be you know, curtain jerking WrestleMania next year in a tag team match. And then a few months later, he'll be gone again. I don't think so. I just think, boy, when you, 
you bring Cody Rhodes in, it was such a debut, a return debut, such fanfare. He keeps his theme song that he used in AEW. He's he's a different Cody Rhodes than we last saw in 2016, the last time he was in WWE. And uh, he not only wins the Royal Rumble, but then a month later in Boston, as I as I mentioned, uh, well, I have mentioned, but I'm realizing I don't, I haven't posted any of those podcasts, so you haven't heard it. God, what is wrong with me? Those podcasts will be coming soon. I, I promise you. <laughs> uh, so Cody not only wins the Royal Rumble, but a month and a half later, month later, whatever, in Boston, the beginning of March, John Cena comes out and he verbally murders Austin Theory. And then on the way out, he stops and he says, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Rhodes. It had nothing to do with anything. It was just a complete non sequitur. John Cena brings out Cody Rhodes. They shake hands. They embrace. You're pretty much looking at this saying, okay, Cody Rhodes is winning the title at WrestleMania. This had nothing to do with anything. There's no reason for John Cena to bring out Cody Rhodes. It had nothing to do with any storylines. It had nothing to do. You know, it was like if Cody Rhodes was coming out to wrestle a match against Austin Theory, that would make sense. Uh, I actually thought that John Cena brought out Cody Rhodes. I thought that was maybe not on television on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was maybe just for the crowd who was live in attendance in Boston. Uh, just to make sh- just to see whether or not we were going to boo Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody did. Everybody went nuts for Cody Rhodes. You know, they went, they're cheering Cena, they're cheering Cody Rhodes, and you're kind of looking at like, okay, they're, he's passing the baton. John Cena is saying, you know, instead of his theme song, your time is up, my time is now. Now John Cena is basically saying, okay, my time is up, your time is now, Cody Rhodes. I've been the guy for 20 years now you're the guy. Go go do it. Go become the next John Cena, the next Hulk Hogan, the next whatever. Do it at WrestleMania. He won the Royal Rumble. He's got so much momentum. The WWE machine is behind him. He's you know getting real personal on Raw, getting real emotional, the back and forth stuff with Heyman and with Roman and with everything else, even with even with Sammy and and Kevin and uh, all that stuff. It's just like okay, and that's I think. The fact that Sami Zayn didn't beat Roman Reigns for the title at Elimination Chamber, I think a lot of people would have wanted Sami Zayn to win the Royal Rumble and then beat Roman Reigns last night at WrestleMania for the title. And I think that would have blown the roof off of the SoFi Stadium. Uh, but they went and they said, no, Cody Rhodes is the guy and Sami Zayn is not quite yet the guy. We're just not, he's not going to get the title at WrestleMania. He's going to get the tag team titles with Kevin Owens, and Cody's going to go after Roman at WrestleMania. And so you say, okay, well, uh, I'd like it if Sammy won the title, but I like Roman as champion, and it feels like it just would be a bit of a letdown if Roman lost the title at something other than WrestleMania. Okay, Cody Rhodes. And the fans totally accepted it. They're like, yeah, okay, Cody Rhodes, fine. We, we, we liked Sami Zayn, but if you're going with Cody Rhodes, we're down with Cody Rhodes. We accept him. We appreciate him. We're glad to have him back to go make it Cody Rhodes. That's great. And so between winning the Royal Rumble and having the WWE machine just making him look like a million bucks every week leading up to WrestleMania and having John Cena bring him out in Boston and say, Cody Rhodes, here's Cody Rhodes. He's the man. Uh, a rare appearance and like, you know, 
anointing him, so to speak. It's like, okay, I, I, I get it. This is, this is what's up. And then to get to WrestleMania and to not only have him lose, but have him lose in such a cheap-ass way with uh, Solo coming out with that Samoan Spike which, by the way, Simone Spike is a thumb. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't hurt somebody with a thumb, but what kind of thumbs? What kind of thumbs do the Samoans have where they're like killing somebody? And I know the spike is like it goes into your. I don't know. Is it, is it it's supposed to be a spike to the jugular, a thumb to the to the throat, a thumb to the pressure point? I, I don't know, but it looks cool enough. Whatever you suspend disbelief. Who who cares? Uh, the Undertaker was a fucking undead zombie, and we, you know he was around for thirty years. So a guy can, if a guy's gonna kill somebody with his thumb, then fine. But it was just so fucking poorly executed. I think and ill-conceived. It was executed fine. It just didn't make sense. Like why have him get? I you get him booted from ringside. And Triple H and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are all sitting there at the press conference afterwards, saying like, you know, we've got. This is what did, what, did, what did Paul Heyman say? What did Roman say? Like, this is only the third inning. If this, everybody thought it was all going to come to an end and be done at WrestleMania this weekend. And, you know, Cody Rhodes was like, let's finish the story. We're in the title at WrestleMania. And Triple H is saying, we don't finish the story. The story never ends in WWE. It can go on beyond WrestleMania. It can go on for years. It can go on forever. And that is kind of true, you know, like, in 1998, I thought Undertaker was going to beat Kane at WrestleMania 14, and then we'd never see Kane again, because, like, okay, well, what are they going to do now? He beat it. They had the feud, Undertaker beat Kane, now what? And the answer is, oh, we're going to have Kane around for the next 20 years, <laughs> and uh, and have him feud with a bunch of different people, but every so often, he's going to go back and have another match with The Undertaker, or they're going to team up, and they're going to be teaming up. That was 1998. In 2018, Undertaker and Kane are still going to be teaming up against Shawn Michaels and Triple H of Degenerate. If you had told me in 1998, like, oh, hey, you, you're going to get a match with Degeneration X, Triple H and Shawn Michaels against Undertaker and Kane. Like, oh, really? What, at the next pay-per-view? No, in uh, a little over 20 years from now in Saudi Arabia <laughs> on a on a pay-per-view that you watch on the internet. Crazy. But yeah, I I get it in that sense. Like it does it just keeps going. Um but man, WWE does this thing and it used to be where they kind of telegraphed what was going to happen and you knew it was going to happen and you were ready for it and you were ha- like Macho Man Randy Savage wins the title, and he and Hulk Hogan are a tag team. And you just know Macho Man and Hogan, they're going to break up. Macho's going to turn on Hogan. He's going to get jealous. Hogan's going to face him at WrestleMania next year and win the title, and everybody goes home happy. And that's exactly what happened. And you get, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to win the 1998 Royal Rumble, and he did. And he's going to go to WrestleMania, and he's going to beat Shawn Michaels, and the torch will be passed, and anything else would be a failure. And they did exactly what you knew was going to happen, and we were excited for it, and we watched it unfold, and it happened, and it was great. It wasn't the match that we had hoped for, but it was the great moment that we had hoped for. And the outcome that was expected, that was telegraphed. 
And so they, they telegraphed an outcome of like, okay, Cody Rhodes is going to be victorious at WrestleMania. Nothing guarantees that that's going to happen. Uh, I also tend to wonder now that WWE is like legally you can go to, you know, those, those sports bettings and sports, sports book and, and sports betting websites and things like that. Uh, DraftKings and all that shit. You can go on there and you can, you, you can gamble on WWE wrestling outcomes. And so there's a big part of me that thinks, man, I wonder if that had like, it's, it's very possible. I mean, why not? That could have had a lot to do with it. And somebody just said, you know what? No, everybody's expecting Cody Rhodes. Well, fuck him. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was one of those things where we got a guy like, okay, last year it was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. It's like, yeah, Brock Lesnar needs to lose his time has come and gone, not to say he won't be champion again, but it's really Roman Reigns is the guy. And that was that that was great. Two years ago, it was Roman Reigns against Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I was like, yeah, Roman needs to win this. This isn't 2014 where we're going to riot in the streets if Daniel Bryan doesn't win. No, we get it. It's, it, it's time for something else, and Roman Reigns is the winner. So it's just kind of, and then you go back to 2020, Drew McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble, and he wins the title from Brock Lesnar. All right. The year before that, Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble, and he wins the title from Brock Lesnar. Everybody's happy. Great finish. Awesome. Eh. 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble. I can't wait for Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. And for Shinsuke Nakamura to win the title. Because why the hell would they do anything but that? And then Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles have a match. And it's honestly not that great. For what they've done before. And they're at WrestleMania. And just, I think, yeah. I, it's, and that's pretty much, and it's not to say Shinsuke Nakamura hasn't done it. He's been, you know, king of the ring, intercontinental champion, tag team champion. He's prominently featured. He's always going to be popular. But the main event thing, that, that was it. That was like his Lex Luger moment. He didn't win. And, and then he turned heel for some reason. That was really disappointing. And then he kind of just, you know, I think he was in a tag team match at the next year's WrestleMania. And then I don't remember what he's done. at the. <laughs> I know last year they were in a tag team match with Shinsuke and Boogs against the Usos. In the opening match, and Boogs uh, broke his knee, and they had to end the match early. Uh, but it's just like, oh man, these guys really, uh, you know, why why can't you just give us the one? I know everything's supposed to be unpredictable, and it's not supposed to just be like, oh, the good guy's just gonna win at WrestleMania, and the fireworks are gonna go off, and okay, but like sometimes it should be that. <laughs> And so the more I think about it, and as much as I'd like to think or had convinced myself, hey, I don't care about, I'm so invested in this storyline. And by the way, I'm still so invested in the storyline. And I'm very happy because clearly Roman Reigns is not uh, leaving the WWE anytime soon. I'd like to think that the, the switch to the part-time stuff that took place uh, in the you know, last summer is 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 as as part time as as reduced a schedule as Roman Reigns is going to have anytime soon at least in the next several years or at least in the next 
12 months anyway. Um, cause that's what I, I'm, I, you know, there's part of me that wants Roman Reigns to have the longest title reign ever longer than, uh, you know, Bob Backlund and Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales and the Hulkster and any of these people who were champion for years and years. And, uh, we're going on three years that Roman Reigns has been champion. I believe it was August of 2020. Um, during the pandemic, he returned at SummerSlam and won the title, and, and he's been the champions. And I think they had the universal title and the WWE title. And I think Roman won the universal title first. And then last year, Brock Lesnar was the WWE champion, and I think Roman Reigns beat Lesnar at, uh, at last year's WrestleMania to unify the titles. And now it's like it's one of those things where, <laughs> like, okay – well, how how could you get one of the belts off of Roman Reigns? Mm. That's not going to work because that's going to that's going to now that's going to make the moment less special when somebody beats Reigns because now you're going to have to have him dethroned twice. So I don't know if that works. Um, yeah, I, I feel like hey, listen, I'll I'll let these great storytellers tell their stories, and I will trust that they know what they're doing because you know what they've been giving us gold for the last year. And uh, and they've been really spinning out gold ever since uh, about July or August. <laughs> Coincidentally, the time that Vince McMahon stepped away and quote-unquote retired uh, until a couple months ago when he unretired and then until today when he sold the WWE and is now uh, back as the, as the chairman. <laughs> so, yes, that's... That we, that's that's what we call in the business the classic Vince McMahon retirement, uh, where it's not a retirement at all. <laughs> so, oh, what do we have here? Hold on, that's a whole lot of nothing. Okay, great. Um, anyways, I, if I sound out of breath, it's because my I just ate like this is not usual Monday behavior for me. I just ate like. I just had like four or five bowls of cereal because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the effects of last night haven't fully worn off. So I've uh, let's just say I've got a pretty severe case of the munchies, and I'm about <laughs> I'm about <laughs> seven pounds heavier than I was uh, I think on uh, Thursday or Friday morning. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, so anyway, it's just <sighs> I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know. I'm just bummed out. I was feeling so good. Saturday night was like, I'll tell you, Saturday night, I did not want the feeling to end that I was, I was just like, I was loving every bit of WrestleMania and I was just digging it, everything that they were doing, even in stuff that wasn't that great. I'm still just like, I'm happy. This is good. This is cool. Uh, and then last night was like, ah, eh. and I just wonder, is it like, because I'm, I'm always really bummed out when WrestleMania ends. Because uh, it's like, all right, well, there went WrestleMania. Now, if it's a good WrestleMania, I'm, I'm less bummed out because I'm just thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what they do next. And this was a good WrestleMania, and there's a lot of that. But I also, I really think that I thought uh, the bloodline might just come to an end at WrestleMania. Uh, that the Usos would lose the titles, which they did. That Roman would be pissed off. 
and you know, but but it makes sense that he wouldn't address that because all you know, we're supposed to think that the only thing Roman Reigns cares about all weekend is his title match, and now that that's over, I'm sure tonight he will address the Usos, and I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if tonight on Raw we had a uh, a rematch for the tag team titles. Um. My biggest fear is that they're going to not have Cody Rhodes all night. All three hours of Raw are going to go by. And then we're only going to see Cody Rhodes at the very end. Like, that there's going to be, you know, the tag team title match. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they had the Usos win the titles back tonight and get the bloodline back to where it needs to be and just kind of reset things. And I could, I could see Cody Rhodes' only appearance being – in the final uh, two minutes of the show, you know, running down and, uh, you know, I can see the Usos winning the tag titles back and then Roman and the Usos and Solo beating down Sammy and Kevin and then Cody coming out to try and clean house and all that stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, Cody Rhodes has to get on the microphone tonight. He has to come down to the ring at some point and say something. And frankly, he should be interrupted by Roman Reigns and... It should set up the next match between these two guys as soon as possible. Uh, I think I don't think Roman Reigns is going to be champion for six years. I th- if you read the responses on social media, people are pissed that he's still champion today. So I think WWE, whatever their plans are, I'm sure they're changing some of them. No matter what they say and what they have. Oh, we've got it mapped out years from like, okay, I'm sure you kind of do like on a napkin somewhere. But we know nothing is in stone, set in stone when it comes to WWE or anything in life, really. So I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would if they're gonna if they're gonna keep Cody's momentum, they're gonna have to give him a rematch, and he's gonna have to win. And you know, I don't know that people want to see something where Cody Rhodes gets knocked down a few pegs back to the bottom of the ladder and has to work his way back up. Eh. But maybe there, maybe there's some weird. Sh- I mean, obviously, they had interference, and that's going to lead to the big. You know, I'm sure they're going to have a cage match or some kind of thing where they won't allow outside interference. Or they'll have a match where, and maybe this is when the if the Rock is going to be involved with this at all, maybe this is where he comes into play. Maybe the Rock shows up, but you know, maybe it's the Rock as a special guest referee at SummerSlam, and maybe he does. Maybe he still screws over Cody Rhodes like I would have wanted him to do last night if he had appeared. I, I don't know, or maybe it's just something. You know, I, I don't know, but I would be really bummed if Cody is already on to a new feud. I can't imagine that's going to be the case, especially since there was outside interference in the match. And yeah, and that's the loophole, right? That's like the the, the, Roman Reigns won. He's still the champion asterisk with the help of outside interference when the referee was uh, knocked unconscious in the middle of the ring. Uh, So that is definitely going to lead to a rematch. Um, but Cody would, Cody, (laughs) if they have a rematch and Cody loses, uh, they, they could maybe have one more and have it be the final, the final war to settle the score. And Cody would have to, 
either what I'm saying is if Cody Rhodes is going to be a guy, if he's going to be the guy, um, my faith in that decision uh, or, or, or my faith in WWE to follow through on that decision is considerably less after last night because what more perfect time would it have been than WrestleMania to have Cody Rhodes? That's the thing. They say, like, oh, no, the stories, the feuds, they never end. The story is never quite over. It's always going on. Okay. If that was, if last night was an episode of Monday Night Raw, even if it was the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Survivor Series, even SummerSlam, which is pretty much the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's WrestleMania, but summer. (laughs) Or if it was one of those Saudi pay-per-views or Clash of the Castle, one of those things, you'd say, okay, yeah, all right. I, I guess they had to do that. But it was WrestleMania. That's where shit is actually supposed to end. Old shit ends at WrestleMania. New eras begin. New feuds start the next day on Raw. And that's kind of how it always goes. And it, I think that's really the deflating piece of it all. So... I don't know. What the hell happened to Bray Wyatt? He had nothing. Like, is he gone from the company? Like, they brought him back. <laughs> they, they had this whole fanfare, this whole thing, this big buildup to his return. And then he returned at one of the pay-per-views last year. I don't know if it was. it Clash at the Castle when he came back? Or one of the... I, I, I can't keep him straight anymore. I used to know every pay-per-view and everything that happened. And now I can't keep him straight. Um... And he had that stupid Mountain Dew match against Ellie Knight at the Royal Rumble. And then he was around for a month or so after that. And we haven't seen him since February. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I thought for sure he would be at WrestleMania. I thought for sure there would be something with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. But maybe they're saving that either for tonight or for Friday on SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, but between that and the, the, the sale and the new merger with UFC and all this shit, I don't even know. I, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to make of anything. And that's also another thing. They might have just decided, you know what, for this, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is the established champion. Uh, potential buyers might get nervous because even though Cody Rhodes, you know, the numbers are there, the people are cheering for him, but he hasn't there hasn't been enough time to see if people are going to subscribe to the network and buy tickets and order pay-per-views and buy, you know, merch and all this stuff. If Cody Rhodes is the top guy, I'm sure his merch is selling fine as not the top guy, but Roman Reigns and the bloodline, (laughs) dude, this isn't about like, what's the best story. It's about what makes the most money. And if Roman Reigns continue to be champion after last night continues to make money and sell a ton of t-shirts and make people tune in to see what the hell, when is he finally going to get his comeuppance? I'm going to watch Raw tonight and find out. I'm going to watch SmackDown on Friday to find out. I'm going to watch the next pay-per-view. I'm going to buy tickets to the next time they're in town so I can see. And maybe that was the thinking too. And maybe at some point Cody was slated to win. And uh, and then maybe sometime in the last few weeks as we got much, much closer to this uh to this purchase, this sale of WWE, merger, whatever, all the things. Uh, perhaps the thought was, <laughs> what if Cody Rhodes uh, is worth a billion dollars less? What if WWE is worth a billion dollars less with Cody Rhodes as champion than with Roman Reigns remaining champion 
after WrestleMania. And then maybe the sale goes through, they get top dollar, and now you can go back to whatever it is that you were going to do. And maybe you just have to shift the timetables a little bit in this sale. You know, maybe caused some some ripples in the in the pond, so to speak. I don't know. There's any number of reasons. But I really, as, and that's the thing. Before, when I say I don't care who wins, that's before the match. That's, that's half of the fun of being a wrestling fan or being like, I've gotten to this point where I don't care. I'm fucking, I'm almost, I'm 42 years old. For me to be sitting there like bitching about what happens in WrestleMania at this age, dude, you know, <laughs> I got way bigger shit to worry about and I have for a very long time. <laughs> and so, like, for me to sit there and be like, that's not fair. I just wanted, I wanted the other guy. Like, okay. And so I went into WrestleMania just like, I'm going to enjoy the match. And I, that's the most fun is when I go into a match and I don't really know who I want to win. I, maybe I don't care. And I let the match play out. And then I start to just let my feelings happen throughout the match based on what I'm seeing in the ring. And throughout that match, combined with... John Cena bringing out Cody Rhodes, combined with Cody winning the Royal Rumble, combined with the big return at last year's WrestleMania, combined with the fact that he's, you know, the prodigal son returns uh, after, you know, essentially failing. I don't know if I'd say failing, but, you know, not having the success that he wanted in WWE and asking for his release from a from guaranteed money, big money, secure job, secure income, a family. He said, let me go so I can go out and, like, do my own shit and make myself into a star with or without the machine. And he did. And he made a, you know, his own, started a company called AEW. I mean, it did tons of shit. And it's just all of this stuff. And you think, wow, man. And, and on top of that, honestly, there's got to be a little bit of that just sort of childish, ha ha, I told you so. If they made Cody Rhodes champion and, the biggest star since John Cena to be able to like thumb their noses at AEW and say, look at what you guys had and you fucking didn't know anything. And now we've got Cody Rhodes forever and he's our champion and you can go fuck yourselves. You dummies. That would have been, who knows? I would have called an audible though. Just listening to that crowd last night during that match between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. If I were Triple H, if I were Vince, if I were whoever has the power to make those calls, which is I think pretty much just the two guys that I mentioned, uh, I would have made that call and said, dude, sorry, Roman. And I would have said to Roman ahead of time, like, hey, man, this is the finish, but if, the f- if we get a sense from the crowd that things should go a different way, we're calling an audible, and we're going to be in the referee's ear and say... <laughs> Tell Roman he's fucking losing. <laughs> and they would have, you know, they would have finished the match and Cody would be champion. Uh, but I, I would have called an audible last night, quite honestly. <sighs> but I guess they want him to, he's, he's, uh, what is he, like 900 some odd days? He's got like, I don't know, what does he have, like fifth, two months left until he, it's a thousand days as champion? Is it something like that? So... I don't know when the, the pay-per-view schedule is, but it seems to me that that is the thing. And I know that, like, WWE, they like those 
milestones. They love to have that so they can say it forever. That's going to be the thing you're going to just hear ad nauseum. And that's why, trust me, if Roman didn't lose the title last night, he's not losing it tonight. He's not losing it next week. He's not losing it any time before day 1,000. And that will be when they have a big championship celebration of some kind on SmackDown or Raw or a pay-per-view. I don't know. They'll have a big championship celebration. And people will crash the party, probably Cody Rhodes, maybe Sammy and Kevin. Maybe this is, uh, I, I don't know. I think, I feel like they'll probably let it play out with Jay Uso. They're not going to just turn him today or even in a month or two. I think they're going to let that thing build and... It might be it might be WrestleMania 41 that Jay Uso beats Roman Reigns, but I still I still say Jay Uso. If they do it right, that's the guy. If it isn't going to be Sammy, if it's not going to be Kevin, if it's not going to be Cody, uh, and any of the other guys that Roman has smashed, uh, Lesnar, McIntyre, Cena, Rollins, whoever, Edge, Brian. Uh, to me, it just like that's where it started. Roman won the universal title. Jay Uso was still very much a baby face. And then Roman just bullied the shit out of him. And it led to a match. And it led to a Hell in a Cell match, a really good match, a match where you almost thought, wow, maybe Jay could actually win this. That'd be cool. And he didn't. And Roman fucking, you know, beat his ass. And then the 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 elder Samoans came out and sort of you know, they honored Roman Reigns and anointed him as officially as the tribal chief and, uh, you know, put the flowers around his neck and all that. And uh, and that all started with Jey Uso. So to me, it all ends with Jey Uso. And that's why I'm not upset that Cody Rhodes lost, but I am upset that it was at WrestleMania that that had to happen like that. Like, ugh. But... I don't know that they had any other option. And, and frankly, having Roman lose as much as you might want it, it probably, in the long run, we're going to look back and say, yeah, I'll always have that stale, crappy taste in my mouth from the end of WrestleMania 39. But now it's whatever. Three years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, and looking back, you say, ah, you know what? That was actually that was the right call. As much as it sucked at the time, it was the right call, and probably by then Cody Rhodes will be like 20-time champion and will have you know, got his WrestleMania moments and everything else, and hopefully Jay Uso as well. And But also, like I said, money. The answer to every question is money. So as much of a feel-good thing and a cool fucking logical thing it would be for Jay Uso... To be the uh, to be the guy who wins that ch- uh, championship from Roman Reigns, and ends his uh, ends his reign. <laughs> uh, what's gonna make more? I mean, right here, right now, today. If they said, "Oh, the SummerSlam main event is gonna be Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns for the title," or it might be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. If they. <laughs> If they announced either, I mean, if you could somehow announce both of those simultaneously and put tickets on sale, uh, I'd like to think I'm wrong, but I'm not. 
the tickets to see Rock versus Roman are going to sell out exponentially faster than Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. But in a year from now, or in two years from now, or something, that might not be the case. But, yeah, I don't know. Or And also, nobody's ever said The Rock was going to be involved in any of this ever. He made some little wink-wink, tongue-in-cheek joke on his sitcom where Young Rock met a little kid who would end up being Roman Reigns, and they joked about you know having a match at WrestleMania someday. And it was cute, you know, wink, wink, oh, oh. And, you know, that was that's like the closest thing that anyone has ever come to, like, even suggesting that the two of these guys are going to have a match. It all makes sense, but it's like, dude, Rock's not a wrestler. <laughs> Aside from his little comeback in 2011, 2012, 2013, uh, he's not a wrestler. <laughs> and I guess his the, the seven-second win over... Wind over uh, Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32, I guess that counts as a match. Rock bottom, <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, you know, that's also, it wasn't really a match. So, yeah, he hasn't wrestled, Rock hasn't wrestled in a decade. It is now, um, again, I'm not counting that 2016, that was seven seconds long. Uh, but even counting that, that was... Seven years ago. <laughs> and we're, so we're now, it has now been, you take that out though, that wasn't a match. It's now been 10 years since The Rock had a match. It is now longer since The Rock's comeback than it was between The Rock's full-time career ending at WrestleMania 20 until the next time he wrestled a match in 2011 at Survivor Series, seven and a half years later. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, sources tell me that he's not getting any younger and neither are any of us. And yes, I know The Rock looks like a zillion dollars. And he, he's in the, if he's not shooting something or promoting his tequila <laughs> or making Instagram videos, he's in the gym. And usually it's all three of those things at once. He's in the gym promoting his tequila on Instagram, <laughs> doing a workout and... Uh, and then, like, okay, I'm going to run out the door and be on the movie set because the gym is usually in some some trailer that they have brought in, so the Rock can can have that uh, have that luxury. But that doesn't mean the dude's ready to get back in the ring. And with his schedule, that would you know you don't just you don't just show up after ten years and be like, yep, let's have a match at WrestleMania. We're good. It takes you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin went almost 20 years before he got back into the ring. And it wasn't really even, a, it wasn't a wrestling match. It was a brawl. Yeah, there were some wrestling moves. It counts as a match. But it took him that long, just mentally, physically, to be able to also just agree on, you know, they pitch stuff for these guys every year. They pitch shit for The Rock, probably at every single WrestleMania. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. They pitch shit for Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michael, all these guys. Every year they're asked to, you know, hey, have a match at WrestleMania, have a match, do something at WrestleMania. So when you don't see, like, your favorite legends at WrestleMania, it's probably because they turned it down. Uh, but the, you know, but the Rock, like, but like I said, Shawn Michaels went uh, eight 
and a half years after he retired at WrestleMania 26, had this had a perfect ending. That was a an ending to his story. Loses to The Undertaker, career over. Wow. The career ended in 1998, and somehow he came back four and a half years later. Didn't have another WrestleMania match for five years. And his first WrestleMania in five years is the best match on the show. And then he proceeds to steal the show at every WrestleMania every year after that against Triple H and Benoit, against Angle, against friggin' Vince McMahon, which is basically just Shawn Michaels wrestling himself in a garbage can, against John Cena at WrestleMania 23, against Ric Flair in the retirement match at WrestleMania 24, against Undertaker in the most perfect match that there ever was at WrestleMania 25, and then an almost as perfect a match against The Undertaker the following year at WrestleMania 26, and that's it. Good I miss him. I wish he wasn't retiring, but I get it. Go out on a high note. And then Shawn Michaels, eight years later, they drove a dump truck of money to his house and said, hey, man, come on, come on. And Triple H and Shawn Michaels faced Undertaker and Kane, uh, all of them well past their prime. Shawn Michaels having not wrestled in eight years. And Shawn Michaels was still the best in that entire match by far. And Triple H got injured, so he was barely... It was just Shawn Michaels by himself. And everybody talks about how much that match stunk. I liked the match, and I thought Shawn Michaels did a great job, especially considering that it had been eight years since he stepped in the ring. <sighs> so the notion of The Rock just, like, being ready to come back at WrestleMania, whether it's WrestleMania goes Hollywood or not... Uh, WrestleMania goes Hollywood, or if it's WrestleMania goes to crap-ass Philadelphia next year. Either way, (laughs) it takes a lot to get back into ring shape. We saw John Cena, who's uh, like five years younger than The Rock, maybe. Uh, Maybe ten. No, he's not ten years younger. I don't know. He's six or seven maybe years younger than The Rock. And he's always in great shape takes care of himself, but he's doing the movies and stuff. He probably spent a lot of the last few months getting in ring shape, training with guys to get in the ring against Austin Theory. And he still was, you know, a few steps off his game and totally gets a pass because I'm just, we're just lucky to have him on the show. I thought that was great. And, uh, yeah, and so for The Rock, you know, The Rock's a guy, you know, these guys have to protect their image and their brand as well. If The Rock shows up at WrestleMania and can't put on a match that is worthy of WrestleMania and worthy of The Rock's self-criticism and everything else, and his, you know, the last time The Rock wrestled a match was against John Cena 10 years ago, and The Rock hit a rock bottom on John Cena, and he tore his, uh, I don't know if he tore, did he tore his pectoral? He tore something. I think it was a pectoral muscle. He just, you know, he just stretched it out so much. And he was supposed to film that Hercules movie, uh, you know, the next week or a few days after WrestleMania. And he was supposed to be on Raw the night after WrestleMania. He didn't do Raw the night after WrestleMania. And we didn't see The Rock. <laughs> I don't think we saw The Rock at all until the following WrestleMania when he did the thing with Hogan and Austin to, to kick off Mania 30. Um you know, and we saw The Rock again at WrestleMania 31 doing the stuff with Ronda Rousey and Triple H and Stephanie. And then at WrestleMania 32, 
you know, The Rock announced the attendance record and then he beat up the Wyatt family and he pinned Eric Rowan in six seconds or seven seconds or whatever it was to set another new record. And that's it. We haven't seen The Rock at any WrestleMania since 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So, is The Rock going to be part of this? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like if he was, they would have done something with him last night, though. WrestleMania, Hollywood, I mean, to not have any of... I still think that's crazy. That Aside from John Cena, I mean, I guess The Miz, but like, to not have any uh, outside of Snoop Dogg and then like the usual, you know, Pat McAfee, uh, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, those guys are, yeah, they're celebrities who wrestle, but they're also like... I don't want to say they're expected to be on WWE television, but it's not It's not like, oh, wow, I can't believe it because it happens so regularly. Uh, and then from there, it's, yeah, Snoop Dogg was basically the only celebrity that they had. You know, people singing the national anthem, and, yeah, George Kittle hopped out of the crowd to get physical with uh, Pat McAfee and The Miz. <laughs> but it was just, it was the Snoop Dogg show. And that was cool. That was fine. But you have a WrestleMania... It's called WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. How are you not tapping into all of these successful wrestlers turned actors? And, and you know what? Maybe they toned it down too. Uh, maybe they scaled that shit back because usually that's you expect to see all these cameos from all the legends and things like that. And we really didn't see any. Uh, and maybe that was to cut as many costs as possible to put WWE in the best possible position for the sale. I don't know. But either way, I just, uh, you know, I'm just feeling, (laughs) yeah, it's a deflated kind of feeling because also the WWE has been so bad in the last 20 years at making stars. Uh, In the women's division, they've been, it's been great. You've got lots of established stars and, 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 and new ones coming up every, every day. And, you know, and Rhea Ripley Rhea Ripley had the WrestleMania moment that you want to have. Uh, you know, the old guard loses. The new one is victorious, is the new champion. It's a new era for the women's division. Awesome. Uh, eh. But, man, you really kind of thought it should happen. It should just, to me, that should be, WrestleMania should be like, where things just, it's like, this is, we're changing things. It's a new era. It's new this. Tomorrow, the landscape is going to look different than it does today. All these new champions, new faces of the company, new top guy, new top girl, that kind of thing. And they got it right in the women's division. And uh, I'm not going to say they got it wrong with the men's division, because again, I don't know what their storytelling plans are. And it has been masterful to this point. Crappy ending of last night, notwithstanding, it has been Masterful, masterful storytelling. And as somebody who started watching wrestling during several great storylines involving the Macho Man Randy Savage and Jake the Snake, Macho Man Randy Savage and Ric Flair, uh, who got to be there to see one of one of my favorite feuds of all time, Brett and Owen Hart, um, Shawn Michaels and and Nash. I loved you know any anything with the Click back in the nineties, and then of course, my God. Austin and and Brett, Austin and DX, Austin and McMahon, Austin and the Corporation, Austin and the Rock, just all of that stuff. 
and to have been there live for so many of these moments. Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, just one of the all-time great feuds of WWE that has that has spanned. I mean, when you got even a year ago, Stone Cold giving a stunner to Vince McMahon at WrestleMania, the worst stunner ever, but still also the best stunner for that same reason. Uh, and it was, what was last year's, 2022? So 24 years, 25 years after having the, leg- the legendary, iconic match with Brett at WrestleMania 13, and uh, and 24 years after winning the title from Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14, and Vince and Austin, you know, and that's why they say the stories never end. It's not like Stone Cold gave that final stunner to Austin at, you know, WrestleMania 20, and then they said, okay, it's officially over. We're never going to have these two interact again. No, it's like, this is a great feud. It's always going to be a great feud, no matter how old they are, no matter what they're doing. Everyone's going to want to see Stone Cold stun Vince McMahon. We probably won't ever see it again, but knowing Vince, he'll be 85 and get, you know, take an even worse stunner from from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, but those those great feuds, anything with Brett, anything with Sean, Brett and Sean, my God, what a, and, and real, you know, the, the element of realism and the Hart family and, and Austin and Rock and Austin and McMahon and all that stuff through the Attitude Area era. Uh, Shawn Michaels, his feud with The Undertaker uh, that led to the final match in the, in the, you know, the, the, the aughts, in the late aughts. Uh, there's so many great feuds, and I really still, I still stand by what I've been saying is I don't know if there has been a, as good as those feuds are, as many times as I saw some of the most iconic moments of those feuds, the beer truck, Austin stunning McMahon in Albany the night after he won his first world title from Shawn Michaels in Boston. Uh, Shawn Michaels super kicking Vince McMahon. Like, so much stuff that, that we've got, I've gotten to see live, we've gotten to see live, and these great feuds. And, man, I just I love everything that they've done in the last year with the bloodline. And I hope, I hope, I guess that's my worry is that are the fans going to turn on not the bloodline, but the bloodline story? Are they going to be, because it's, you know, we're in the age of short attention spans and they're trying to do this great old school long-term storytelling, which a wrestling fan of 30 year, 30 plus years like me loves to see. I've been waiting a couple decades for this kind of stuff to come back like it used to be. And, uh, you know, Really, I I honestly think Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker 13 years ago was the last sort of long-term story thing that they did. And so I'm thrilled when I see the Bloodline stuff and it's like, all right, cool. Some, uh, Some new shit that's actually, you know, being told really well. So... Yeah, I think that's my fear is that some of the the fans, if I'm going off what I'm seeing on Twitter, not a lot of people are in love with how WrestleMania ended last night, and I totally get it. As usual, they're being very, I'm never watching it again. I won't be watching Raw. Oh, shut up. Yes, you will. Stop saying that. You absolutely will. If you're still watching WWE at this point, after all the crap that they've done, there's... Did you? If you were around and watching Katie Vick in 2002 and you're still a fan, you're not tuning out for anything. (laughs) 
because I was there for Katie Vick, and that was that to me is like maybe the lowest point of wrestling. I mean, you know, the lowest point that didn't involve somebody murdering his wife and son uh, and then killing himself. Uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff, but like, you know, and, and Owen Hart dying, which was a true low point of wrestling. But if you're still watching after Owen Hart died in the middle of the ring and 10 minutes later, they were having matches on top of Owen Hart's dried blood to finish the entire pay-per-view. Uh, and you're still watching after Triple H dressed as Kane and had simulated sex with a corpse on national television, and you're still watching after, you know, uh, I don't know, they had like a dog food match one time, and they had, uh, there's so much fucking crap. Mae Young gave birth to a hand. There's so much trash (laughs) that has been on wrestling. And if you're still watching after that, Give me a fucking break that you're going to tune out because the guy that you wanted to win lost. You fucking are not. I canceled my WWE Network subscription in 2015 because Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. And I couldn't, and everybody fucking revolted because that Royal Rumble sucked. And they didn't want, in 2014, they would have loved it if Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. In 2015, not so much. They always seem to figure that out a year too late. Uh, and I canceled my, this sucks. You got to the end of this Royal Rumble and it's Roman Reigns and the big show and Kane. And I'm thinking what fucking year are, what is this? This is 2003. Like, what are we watching? Where are the fucking new supers? Where are the people who should be in this match? Not fucking these old geezers, Kane and big show. No offense to either of them, but Fuck. And I just was so mad. I didn't even finish the pay-per-view. I turned it off. I went right to the WWE Network website and I canceled my subscription. And I kept it canceled for a whole two months. <laughs> Until WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's two months longer than I expected I would cancel it. I think I also canceled it in August or September of 2014. Because I, I, I said, well, I've watched all the new, sh- I've watched all the shows. Uh, I'll, I'll subscribe later when there's good pay-per-views. And then I subscribed a few months later and then canceled after that Royal Rumble. And, uh, and I was back because I always come back because there's a certain core <laughs> group of fans who will always come back and you can always depend on them. Some of them might actually drop off and stick to it, but they will be replaced. It's like a core fan fucking loser Hydra. Chop off one head. Get rid of... If one core fan leaves for good and just says, I've had enough, you're going to probably replace that core fan with like five new core fans who are going to be sticking with you for the next 30 years. And you're going to have assholes like me who sit there, this stinks. Why did they do that? Why would they do this the way I want it? I'm going to cancel. Ooh, I'm so angry. I write letters and tweets. And then, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> uh, uh, well, give me the remote. Raw. <laughs> I don't actually do that, but, you know, uh, I used to. So, I, listen, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say 
The storyline has been so good to this point. Let's just hold off a little. Yes, it was WrestleMania. It wasn't just any other night. It wasn't just any other pay-per-view. They're all significant in their own ways. WrestleMania is the biggest. So I understand being pissed off that the title change and the happy ending didn't happen at the biggest event of the year like it usually does or like we were accustomed to at one point. Um, but again, but the storytelling has been so good that I'm willing to wait and see what happens tonight. And I'm willing to wait and see what happens next week and the next couple of weeks and on all the Raws and the Smackdowns and the next pay-per-views and all these things. And SummerSlam, and we'll see where we are next year at WrestleMania 40. A year from today, I guess, would be WrestleMania 40 Sunday, if it's if it's the same weekend, I assume it is. Uh, you know, let's just hang back and not shit all over a brilliant piece of storytelling that had one bad night. And yes, it happened to be on the biggest match and the biggest event <laughs> of all time, but... Let's just let's just let it play out. I guess that's what I'm saying. But it didn't stop that from just being a really kind of, oh, oh, shit. I'm going to go to bed kind of bummed out. As opposed to Saturday night where I just didn't want that to end. All right, gang, I'm going to go Monday Night Raw tonight. National Championship as well in basketball. Woohoo!